There is no tradition quite like me opening up this app and finding out the names of the the room every single week. <laughs> I like this one. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. <laughs> well, I got to say, Aaron Rodgers uh, preparing to leave Green Bay for the Browns was one of your better ones. Uh, it's going to be hard to follow that one up, but uh, I did enjoy this one, too. I followed it up with facts. I followed facts yeah. with facts. Exactly. And the um, word on the street is Robert Kraft is not too happy about it. I didn't see that. Uh, I was planning on obviously talking about that to start, but we literally just had breaking news like 10 minutes ago. Um, oh, sweet, because I have no idea what it is. Schefter just tweeted it, so take it for what it is, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, Jim Harbaugh has called Michigan to inform him that they, he will return to Michigan next year. That is quite That's surprising. surprising. That is just very because surprising. all the buzz. Um, I thought, you know why I thought it was almost guaranteed? Like, I almost wrote an article today because one of our most popular things we do over there is, like, ranking if a big name player is on the trade market or a free agent or whatever, we just rank possible destinations or when a, a coaching job opens up, we rank possible destinations. I was going to, um, I was going to rank the best candidates for Michigan. Luckily I didn't end up doing that today. I was going to save it for tomorrow, but. Yeah, seriously, that just saved you a whole lot of time. Yeah. Um, I, the, those, those usually take me like, 30 minutes there. Well, I guess not a ton of time, but uh, this is definitely surprising. And there were no hard, firm details about uh, Harbaugh officially going to the NFL, but there's just so many rumors that I've just come to expect. I don't know how this stuff gets out, but someone knows. And when the rumors, when the rumor mill starts swirling like that, usually, the case is it uh, turns out to be true. Uh, hmm. Even if it takes a few days to discover the truth, much like the case with Tom Brady's retirement. Um, but look, if I, uh, if I were Tom Brady, I wouldn't want Adam Schefter to steal my retirement speech away from me like that either. So I don't blame him for holding out, even though he probably knew that entire day. He's like, dang it. They're all right. But yeah, this, this was just so shocking that, Harbaugh is going back, and it completely – well, I shouldn't say completely because I'm not guaranteeing any championships or anything like that, but it really saves the Michigan program because – Yeah, that would with, 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 with the free transfer and with decommitments and all that good stuff, you would have seen a roster genocide, I believe, at Michigan. I don't think Michigan is this – program anymore that's based on tradition that can sell itself i i think to a degree it can but i don't think it can nearly do that to the level of either ohio state or notre dame and all those guys are recruiting all the same players so uh you know if a player is not going to the sec i i have to imagine that there's a lot of tradition that goes into it and also Schools like Notre Dame and Ohio State have both both their head coaches Ryan Day and Marcus Freeman have both said uh, we're not going to be fooling around with you know pre uh, preemptive contracts for NIL deals upon we're basically not going to do the Texas A&M deal where 
right. as soon as you sign on the dotted line, there's money going into your bank account. They, they've both said that. So it, it seems to be all fair play up here in the Midwest. So for a team that was already behind, and I know that they beat Ohio State and made the playoffs this year, but I, I still don't think that one appearance in the playoffs defines your program. So generally speaking, over the past five to ten years, they've been behind both Notre Dame and Ohio State. That could have been absolutely disastrous and really would have changed the perspective of the program because now Michigan has a chance to climb their way back into that that conversation of being one of the best in the Midwest because Penn State once upon a time was kind of up there, but they have faded into oblivion and now they don't get nearly the same respect. And no. the the recruits show that too, because guys like Julian Fleming leave the state of Pennsylvania and end up coming to Ohio State. Guys like Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord, quarterback out of Philadelphia. Marvin Harrison Jr. was his wide receiver in high school. Julian going, both going to Ohio State. Exactly. Uh, one of the line, the the Trotter brothers, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is playing at Clemson. All those guys, right. guys that Penn State could be getting in the state of Pennsylvania, but they're not. So I, I think that there was a strong possibility if Harbaugh left that we would have been looking at Michigan five years from now as kind of the uh, the one-year wonders. So I, I definitely think that Harbaugh returning to Michigan saves the program from having to completely restructure itself because I think a lot of players would have left. And mm-hmm. the, guy yeah, oh, yeah. want, the guy that you do not want to leave is a guy Hardly. who – exactly who is not even necessarily guaranteed to start next year. If you were to mix in a change of the head coach to on top of Cade McNamara already coming back, you could have really lost your cornerstone piece of the future. So uh, good for Michigan because they just saved themselves a lot of headache these next few years. Right. It, yeah, if Harbaugh would have left, that program was going to get decimated because they today was – that was the weird thing. Today was National Signing Day. That's a hell of a day to interview for another job. So, um, yeah, Michigan, Michigan did finish in the top ten for the recruiting class, but I mean they loaded up on three stars. They had twelve three stars. Uh, nobody else in the top ten has double digit three stars. So that's the main reason why they're in the top ten, which is fine. But as long as you're recruiting, doesn't matter. It, it's not about recruiting highly ranked players. It's about recruiting the right players. Um, and by the way, Texas A&M did secure the best rated class in the history of recruiting. So uh, just edging out last year's Alabama's class. How about that? So Yeah, I, uh, Alabama has. I, I don't know how the, the, the recruiting has been so good because their program has not been up the par, if you ask me. Money. Well, yeah, that that works. NIL, baby. It's e- Texas A&M, I think, outside of Texas, has the highest, I don't know, how am I going to word this, has the most uh, booster funds funneling into the program than any, all the Texas schools do. I know Endowment? Texas is definitely number one. I think Texas A&M is number two. Yeah, those two fight back and forth, one A and one B with one another. Uh, that those two, I think, seven five stars have, have separated themselves. Um, the word on the street is 
Uh, well, first of all, before I even say that, did you see that tweet that uh, quoted Jimbo Fisher from an interview talking about like bro Bible and like sliced bread or whatever? Bro, like the the website bro Bible? Yeah. So I, I followed the no context college football Twitter page, Thanks. which they love to tweet some goofy stuff. And they just said they just tweeted out a screenshot of another tweet. And that other tweet was a quote from Jimbo Fisher. Uh, so to my knowledge, it was a real quote. It could be totally fake, but it's it's a goofy quote. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if it were fake. But it had something to do with Jimbo Fisher denying the fact that Texas A&M spent $30 million on recruits. Sure. Say, well, you think just because you read that from some guy named Sliced Bread on Bro Bible, you think that's real? Basically just questioning the validity of the source. But wow. I, uh, I, I, I've heard many places that it was the number was thirty million. I heard a rumor that uh, from someone in the I, I'm not like directly connected to them, but I heard them say it on the radio that the word on the street is with A and M is that all the five star recruits got three hundred thousand dollars upon signing their national letter of intent, which yeah, uh, that'll get you some Pretty recruits. Good. I'm telling you that Pretty right good, now. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you got uh those kind of th- those kind of numbers going to the recruits, they're gonna come play for you. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah I would I would go play for Texas A and M for three hundred thousand dollars. I can't do much for you, but I'll play for you. Um, yeah. Uh, not speaking of, but I'm I looked up because you said that Robert Kraft wasn't happy with Tom Brady. I'm seeing a TMZ article where who who is this? Let's see. Former Patriots linebacker Ted Johnson says Robert Kraft was so pissed about being left out of Tom Brady's retirement note, he heard the New England owner threw a fit over it. Yes, that was what I saw. Okay. So we can dive into that because I love every second about this. That was uh-huh. that was the first thing I noticed when Tom Brady officially announced his retirement. Because re- obviously I read all the Instagram things, all the Instagram posts and whatnot. And I'm like... Did he seriously not think the Patriots or the Crafts at least? That's 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 a little that was intentional. Like he used the the picture of him playing as like just the picture on Instagram or whatever. I'm not I'm not very with Instagram, so I'm I'm gonna sound really old here. But it's okay. Like the main picture, like the main picture on that his retirement Instagram post was a picture of him in a Bucks uniform. And people found out that was when he went to New England this year. So they're thinking, oh, he threw shade there. That was obviously intentional. He kind of gave a half-assed after everyone was bitching on Twitter, like, oh, thanks, Pat, Patriot Nation. And it's just tremendous. I love everything about this. Love everything – I honestly, if Tom Brady hates New England, I think I might like Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's my favorite person ever now. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be would, so uh, That'd be he so spent, perfect. He spent twenty seasons there. He started playing football there when I was two, two years old. I'm twenty three now. He won six yeah. Super Bowls, broke every record imaginable, and they don't even get a how you doing in his retirement. His, reti- his official retirement announcement. That is such alpha behavior. I can't believe it. I feel like he kind of got bullied too 
into that um, that apology or not not an apology per se, but that that, that tweet, thanks Patriots like, Nation, yeah, th- yeah, thanks Patriots Nation, oh, yeah. whatever. The PR team got in his ear. It's like just send it out. Yeah, they're like uh, everyone's talking about you right now. Can you just uh, send this out real quick and make everyone feel a little bit better for half a second? So I will. I, he did go on Instagram. If you look at his Instagram stories right now, it's like a bazillion different stories. But um, he did he did go and thank a lot of Patriots supporters and fans and stuff like that. All right, so he, he but did his but job. Still, but, yeah. Uh, that did was, he? I don't recall. And if he did this, then I I'm not as worried out, worried about it because I mean he. It wasn't that long ago, but did he send out a giant goodbye to New England after he, he signed did. with Tampa Bay? He did. Right, well, it was maybe, a good one, too. Maybe he feels like, you know what, I did that just yesterday because, you know, in the perspective right. of his career, of his 22-year career, two years ago does feel like yesterday, probably to him, too. So I can see why he was more so focusing on Tampa Bay. Um, I – if if it were almost any other player, almost any other player, I feel like we wouldn't even remember him as a Buccaneer. Like, no one remembers Joe Namath playing for the Rams. And I, there are probably a bunch of other examples that I could throw at you that aren't coming to the top of my mind right now. Uh, Patrick Ewing, Super Sonics. Yeah, no, well, yeah, the NBA actually has a lot of them. Todd. I don't think people remember Kurt Warner's one season with the Giants where he split time with Eli Manning in what was Gross. possibly the worst season ever between two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, which <laughs> it, it'll be very disappointing that Eli Manning's going to get to the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, his last name is Manning, so, mm. you know. And people forget, people forget that Eli Manning was the original holdout and basically said, I'm not going yeah. to play for San Diego. And now he's, you know, now he's on Manning cast and he's tweeting out and he's singing Olivia Rodrigo songs and Tostitos commercials. So <laughs> people, people forget the, uh, how Eli Manning entered the league. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just so, it feels like yesterday that he left the Patriots and everyone's got to remember his 20 years in New England. Um, I, I kind of wish, that and I did swipe through all ten uh ten screenshots on his Instagram page where he was taking mm. pictures of stuff that he wrote in his notes and I was I was just thinking what would I do if I were Tom Brady announcing my retirement right now? There would definitely be because he, he went through a bunch of thank yous to specific right. people. Of course, you just knew Alex Guerrero was gonna make it, his, oh, yeah. his trainer, which you know, may have been the reason that he left New England was because Bill Belichick was getting tired of just Tom Brady's friends hanging out in the locker room. So what an I mean <laughs> I I get that's Bill Belichick. That's his it's my way or the highway. Um but that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady does whatever the fuck he wants. Yes he does. And then he he left, he went to Tampa Bay, he got a Twitter account, and then he started showing up on the James Corden oh, show. Oh, he is such a delight. He is such a delight on Twitter. Yes, he is. And I have so, never, is so is Eli Manning for that matter. Yeah, I have never turned around on somebody so quickly than I did Tom Brady when he went to Tampa Bay. I love everything about him now. You know what's crazy about Twitter? Is that everything that you just said about Tom Brady, a lot of people unfortunately feel about O.J. Simpson. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> well, hey, Unless man. Tom Brady's murdered people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is uh, I'm not uh, – I'm certainly not accusing him of any of that. But uh, the, the O.J. Simpson fan base on Twitter is quite vast. But I, I agree with you, man. I, I, I didn't like Tom Brady when he was in New England, and it was uh, particularly annoying for me because my quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, went to five AFC championship games, and I would like to think that he would have gone to more or won more AFC championship games if it weren't for the New England Patriots. So I, I, I had a direct negative feeling watching Tom Brady play football because I knew that it was going to impact the Steelers' way of getting to the Super Bowl. Um, right. you, you could say the same thing about the Browns if you wanted to, uh, particularly no. in the Derek Anderson days. But no, so, when, oh, he went to Tampa Bay, yeah, when he went to Tampa Bay uh, and when he got a Twitter account, honestly, he just he showed he just showed more personality. He I, there was a commercial a few years ago where he was like th- they were making fun of deflate gate and he was like getting all up in like people's faces at a local diner or something. It was actually it was actually quite comical just that he agreed to do that commercial. So he showed some personality in these past few years. And it's kind of made me reconsider things, especially now that they have a new quarterback, Mac Jones, who, uh, like, they they asked him if he wanted to be on the Manicast. They asked him on, like, Sunday, and he didn't respond till Friday because he says, like, he doesn't use his phone during the week or whatever. So yeah, it just kinda, yeah. it's just kind of like, man, the, the Belichick regime over there is just so strict. Like, I, right. I enjoyed Tom Brady's personality now that I see it. Yeah, he is, uh, he is an absolute delight. Now he's obviously going to do something with the Patriots. My after I I thought about it for a while, I'm like he's going to do some special thing for the Patriots. There's no there's no way that's what the Patriots are getting uh, prior to his Hall of Fame induction speech. Um, there's just no there's no way it's just a thanks Patriots nation. There's no way. I refuse to believe that. I want it to be true, but I refuse to believe that. Oh, there's absolutely no way because uh, this isn't going to be some. I think he'll be hated if some he does that. Calvin Johnson situation. Well, everyone else is going to love him. Is going to be the thing. A lot of people. A lot of sports radio. I was listening to sports radio in New England, and or the New England area, and a lot of people like ninety-eight-five. Who's it? Uh, who's the Who's the primetime guys there? W-E-I. Oh, I know. I'm familiar with the show, but yeah, I'm, I'm one of the guys the said, names. I'm not familiar with the show. I'm pretty sure one of the guys said he hates Tom Brady now, which is oh, outrageous. But I, whatever. I mean, he's not. He's not going to be going into the Hall of Fame as a Buccaneer. I mean, I know that this that isn't like. Be, I know. Yeah, you can't. You don't go in as a specific team. But if he were, if that were the case. And he went in as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I, I think we just I, discovered a the, great idea. Because in the MLB, when you get inducted to the Hall of Fame and, you know, you finish up your ceremony, you put on a hat representing your team. Right. And uh, I think it would be a great idea if Tom Brady recited his Hall of Fame speech in a Buccaneers football helmet and a suit. Oh. <laughs> I, I think we just discovered. Oh, that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to wear, like, <laughs> he's gonna wear like Buccaneers colored, like, 
dress shirt and tie. That's exactly what he's going to do. Uh, it's going to be all red. He's going to have he's going to have the Jolly Roger on his tie. No, he's going to go. He's going to go with the creamsicle look. So it's like definitive. That's what he's doing. Oh, but it's going to be like what people do on Twitter. They're going to put his face with the knife in his teeth. Oh, he's going to have his own Tampa Bay logo. This is Vikings just got their coach. <laughs> oh, oh, who? Kevin O'Connell, the OC for the Rams. Uh, this the fact that Sean McVay is a coaching tree bothers me. He's been around for like three years, and he has like he has four guys who has jobs. <laughs> he's a young genius, man. Yeah, uh, Zach. Well, Zach Taylor's in the. Oh my gosh, it's the Sean McVay Bowl. This is crap. Hey now, I hate this. What a what a transition into the Super Bowl. Yeah, how the fuck are the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl? How? Uh, how? Because I I know they aren't. I I think they are good, but they're not that good. No, they're obviously good, but oh god, they didn't have to play the Bills and the Chiefs. And I know that Bengals. Well, I mean, I don't know how many. I I know, but they didn't have to play both. Those two. Yeah, they did get an easy draw there. In the I'm, saying, card I'm in saying the, the seating worked out. And look, I wasn't. I've said this like the past three weeks. I'll say it again. I was not expecting the Bills to be one of the best teams in the NFL come playoff time because they were very inconsistent in the regular season. But mm. in their two playoff games, they looked awesome. At least offensively, they did. But I, the way the seating worked out has me thinking that the. Bills and Chiefs were likely to be the top two teams in the AFC yeah. based off of what we've seen in the playoffs. So the Bengals, I think, got a little bit lucky with how the seeding worked out to where they only had to play one of them opposed to playing two because I'm not sure if Lightning would have struck twice, and I don't know if they could have gone from beating the Chiefs to beating the Bills or vice versa. So I think that playing the Raiders and then the Titans, who I – I, I, I like the Titans. I root for them for, you know, entertainment purposes because you and I are big Buzzing with the Boys fans. And, oh, the great. Pat McAfee episode, I'm going to have to watch that. That one just dropped. Yeah, it um, dropped today. He was on Pat McAfee's show today. Compton, Will Compton was. I, I did see that, but I didn't really pay attention. All I saw was that he is not a fan of the new team name for Washington. And the county. I, yes, exactly. Um it's going to be a, a red scare in Washington that uh, Dan ah. Snyder is is putting together. But uh, I'm gonna ha- I I root for the Titans for that reason. But I, I've never mistaken them to be one of the more talented teams in the AFC. So the and look the Bengals you can only beat who's in front of you and whatever for whatever reason the Kansas City Chiefs just looked completely lost in the second half, and the Bengals mm-hmm. took advantage. And there, there was a lot that went wrong. Patrick Mahomes, I thought, made bad decisions, and a lot of people think that, so I'm not bringing any news to you. Uh, I, th- this, this detail I heard, like, yesterday, and it didn't even register. No, no one was talking about this. Why weren't the Chiefs just running the football the entire second half? That, that was like the Kyle Shanahan versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl right there. Why, why aren't you running the football? Because the, the Cincinnati Bengals defense looked like the Cincinnati Bearcats defense against Alabama. They just dropped everybody back. Patrick Mahomes is running around for 10 seconds until someone catches him. 
because his receivers aren't getting open, which is shocking because they always get open. But right. they're rushing like three, maybe four defenders. Why aren't you just running the football, especially with the lead? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I. They, that was that was a choke job. They had that game. They they were beating the piss out of them. I think they scored a touchdown. What their first three possessions, first or three out of four, probably. Like, and since it, and they they going for it on the goal line, um, with five seconds left, going into halftime was the right call. Patrick Mahomes needs to be smart to Patrick Mahomes needs to know at this point. This ball is getting thrown into the end zone or it's getting thrown into the stand. It, I can't you can't throw that ball not in the end zone when you're on the two yard line, no timeouts and five seconds left with the with the chance to just step on their throat. It it, it made no sense. As somebody who had the over, I was very <laughs> very mad about that. I I can see, and I'll I'm trying not to go too long with this one. I don't want to turn this into an entire rant, but I am the only person in America who had no problem whatsoever with Patrick Mahomes throwing that pass because I've watched a lot of football, and you've watched a oh, lot. I of thought Tyreek was going to score. Yeah, when because I, when I saw the I'm ball, conv- I'm convinced open field tackling is impossible. Right. And yeah, Eli Apple about- just threw his clothesline club at him and somehow that took him sucks. down. That, 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 I know. He's – oh, he's Dude, so shut up. And he's on Twitter tweeting out, hey, tweeting out, hey, Tyreek Hill, I'll buy you some tickets to the Super Bowl, whatever. Like, dude, I was so happy he dropped that interception. I did not want him to be the hero. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hate him. There are a lot of luck guys <laughs> that I just hate now. But um, <laughs> Michael Thomas, David oh, Arnett. God, that guy sucks. <laughs> that guy is the worst. Oh man! Speaking of Michael Thomas, because uh, he plays for the Saints, I watched that Sean Payton movie the other night. Oh, how it bad. took me less than five minutes to start laughing with how terrible it was. It was so bad. It was unbelievable. Once upon a time. There. Once upon a time. I saw the preview and I was like, you know what? This this looks like it could be the kicking and screaming version. But the more I saw the uh, of the kicking and screaming version of football, or the football version of kicking and screaming, I should say, uh, which was a great Will Ferrell and Mike Dicka movie. But hmm. I I just the more I saw the previews, the more it, it looked just like cheesy to me. So I was I'm not surprised to hear you say that at all. Yeah. <sighs> It's obviously a kids movie. Uh, if they weren't making it for kids, that's that's a problem. That's what, whatever Adam Sandler's movie, uh, whatever his thing is, Happy Madison is gone. They're washed, is what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Washington um, Commanders. There were about a thousand. I, I don't mind the Commander's name. It's just it. It just doesn't flow out of my mouth. The Washington Commanders. It's I I agree. I, it's I fine. Agree. It's yeah. fine. I don't hate it. I think they can do some pretty cool stuff with it in the future. But and what they came out with today was very like, this is just what we got. Deal with it. You're going to root for the team no matter what. <laughs> now, I think that 
Armada and Brigade. Whoops, geez. Armada and Brigade were the two best. I I, I, like I don't Red know Tails. why. I didn't like Red Tail, and this is this is gonna sound a little bit silly because I'm not trying wow. to turn this. In, I'm not trying to turn this into the XFL, but Red Tails just sounds like a really unintimidating name for a football team. I was just like that. I, I again. I'm not trying to make this the XFL where we're you know we're all the Guardians and the Defenders and they thought about the Defenders. I'm like, okay, now you're like, if you go the DC Defenders, uh, for you, first of all, you better sign Cardell Jones ASAP if you're going to do that. Second right. of all, that would just be, I think, way beneath the NFL to steal an idea from the XFL. Uh, that would just have been a travesty in my opinion if they. If they admitted that the XFL had good ideas, but mm. the only good idea the XFL has is football in St. Louis because that that uh that Taylor Heineke led team, the St. Louis Battlehawks, they actually sold tickets. But um, Armada, I I thought Armada was just a cool word. I thought Brigade sounded intimidating, but wasn't like too in your face. Like look how tough we are. I thought it was like subtly intimidating. Um, I also, and I'm in my top three, rounding out my top three was the Washington football team. Cause I thought oh, that, God. It, was, I thought that it was, well, look, I don't want everybody to do that because they do. kicked around the idea of, okay, let's name it the Cleveland baseball team. I'm like, no, 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 we can't just, we can't just do this everywhere now. It's only cool because they're the only ones doing it in America. Obviously the soccer uh, in soccer, it's everywhere, but in the major sport, the big four sports in America, they were the only one doing that, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. So that was my third pick. Command it's Commanders a- obviously has like a, a a military sound to it. It has right. military ties, and DC is the capital of the United States, and the Pentagon's there, and all that stuff. So I I get the tie-ins, and I'm I'm not somebody who thinks that that you always have to have a tie-in to like your the the deep history or whatever something look uh, yeah noted who, who, who was it noted today? those pesky michigan lions that we always see uh yeah exactly and tigers. Um, yeah there are a bunch of lions and tigers running around the detroit area up mm-hmm. there um <laughs> yeah there was somebody who tweeted today um, there were, it's like, there's how many animals and you guys came up with the Washington commanders or something like that. So, uh, I, I, it was some athlete, I can't even remember who it was, but they were taunting them for not just picking an animal, which again, I, I'm not someone who thinks that you have to just pick the most historic name ever, but I know people love to do that and they like to dig into the history and, you know, the name has to mean something, but whatever, but commanders, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not super enthused about it, but I'm not like embarrassed by it. And I, if, if they went with the red tails, I would have just thought of like tiny foxes, even though I know that's not well, what it would have been about. Yeah, it would be about the, um, the Tuskegee Airmen from World War II. I think that's what it, it would honored. And I, there are a lot of cool fan concepts, although fan concepts, although they look uh, unbelievable. Uh, professional teams prefer to do the thing where logos look terrible. So, I thought the, the commands that they dropped today looked pretty cool. I like the black one. I could do without the W in the front of the helmet, but I do like the black one. It's hard to fuck up all black. I just I think they have a strong color. I think they have strong colors. But um, 
I was going to say, yeah, the command, command, it's the commanders. It's fine. It makes sense for the area. It's a very, okay. I, yeah, I can, I can get behind this. It's like the guardians for me. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And I guess when you're, when you're, you're going to have to adjust to anything in this position. So nothing is going to be perfect because right. there's no history behind it at this point. So, but I do like, I agree with you. I actually, and you and I have both said in this podcast, we thought the Washington Redskins logo was actually really, really cool. And oh, it's we cool both, look, it's a good, it's a cool looking drawing, but yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we both think Chief Wahoo is a cool logo, but yeah, uh, we, we, we understand why people want to get rid of it, yeah. but we also, we all, we all, we're also fans of it. And I liked that. And I think you and I both liked the Washington Redskins color scheme. So I, I, I was really appreciative of how they didn't just abandon that once it came time to change the name. They did keep a little bit of history of – and they do have a rich history. They they, they won Super Bowls. Uh, J- Joe Gibbs, I think, has two Super Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. So, they have three total. Huh, so I, he, he may have won three then, if that's the case. Or but, do they have four? Uh, ooh, I don't think they have four. Um, yeah, maybe four – at least four Super Bowl appearances because they did get beat by the Raiders one year with that. I, I think that was the Marcus Three, Allen yeah. run where he like went left, then went right, then went up the middle for like 70 right. yards. They've but, been in five, but they won three. Oh, okay. Well, 72, yeah, see, 82, that, 83, 87, 91. Well, okay. They have a very specific time in history when they were good. <laughs> I, I'm, that's not exactly widespread. They, I think – I think they got they got demolished one year by the Broncos, and it had to have been one of the years that LA. Uh, Denver beat Cleveland in the AFC Championship because they played back to back years. No, uh, so I, it's funny that we mentioned this because I've been actually doing research on quarterbacks oh, wait, no. lately. No, Washington. That's right, because Elway didn't win until the late nineties. Washington smoked Denver. Yeah, that's probably it. Because what happened was, uh, and it just, just so I've literally done this is brand new research because I'm trying to get into sports radio and stuff. So I'm trying to just whenever I have downtime, just study something, research something. Right. So I've been I've just been doing NFL quarterbacks, and I literally just started. And the only quarterbacks I've done so far are Brett Favre, Sam Bradford, Drew Brees, and funny you mentioned it, John Elway. So I, I'm. I'm well, just snuck Sam, Sam Bradford in there. Well, Sam Bradford is because I'm going to St. Louis for this, so that was a very, very specific reason. Um, I'm not, and I, I've I've learned that Sam Bradford had one of those snake bitten careers ever. Uh, he never really had a chance because every time something went right, he got hurt. But hmm. uh, even in college, but with John Elway, uh, and this brought up a funny like what if scenario, and. Uh, in my head because John Elway didn't win Super Bowls. He has two Super Bowl victories and they didn't come until year 15 and 16 and then he retired. So hmm. imagine right now Cam Newton winning a Super Bowl in three and four years. Like that wow. is just <laughs> exactly like who does that? Who? And he made three Super Bowls previous to that and all three times he beat the Browns in the AFC Championship. 86, 87, 89. So three out of four years, I just got to imagine, man, 
the the Browns' hatred for the Broncos back in the day when you were losing to the same team over and over again. Back that has to be the Bernie Kosar era because yeah, I, did, I don't I don't think they played three times. Um, if they it was eighty six, oh, eighty seven, eighty nine. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, that's just uh, the couple interesting facts out of that that I drew from that was that. They, it was always the Browns, and another fun thing that I pulled out of that was that it was years fifteen and sixteen. Just imagining, I guess Stafford would be the closest thing, but even Stafford's in like year twelve, I believe. So mm-hmm. the thought of him waiting, or, or the thought of anybody in today's game, and not that it's their choice. I'm not trying, not trying to make it sound like they chose to lose until then, but. What quarterback who hasn't won a Super Bowl yet would you expect would have the best chance of winning in their fifteenth year? I I don't. That's just mind blowing to me. Who hasn't won a Super Bowl? That's played long. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Ryan, but he's probably ooh that that's a good one. But his team is uh, so bad. Yeah, he might get traded. Let's see. He's approaching year 16 here in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of players that like can go into the Hall of Fame, and I don't think there's any else out there. No, I don't think so either. Because I, I, I think there are only like four quarterbacks or so left from the 2000s. It's Stafford, it's Chase Let's Daniel, see. it's Chad oh, Henney, and it's Brian Hoyer. Oh, my God. Oh, and uh, and Matt Ryan, and apparently a- alleged future Cleveland Brown Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, brother! Um, <laughs> These Twitter spaces, man. Oh, yeah, there's one tonight. I can't wait to hear what's going on because Hugh Jackson's <laughs> it, talking about the Browns. Um, oh, I, I want to hear your thoughts on that because uh, Brian. So, I mean, everyone's heard of this story at this point. It's been getting media coverage all day about Brian Flores. And saying that he he was offered a hundred thousand dollars per loss in order to tank a couple of years ago, and then Hugh Jackson's like, "Oh yeah, they paid me to to lose too." <laughs> now I, I think that dude's a billionaire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some of the conversation that I've seen was uh, just in me and talking to my friends was that people believe Brian. Fl- I mean, I believe him too. I don't. I I mean the they're they're going to run an investigation so we'll find out the what's what all went down but uh the brown the friends that I have who are Browns fans are quite skeptical of Hugh Jackson and whether or not he was being paid to lose because no. they they just think that he would I had one friend say Hugh Jackson is so bad if they paid him to lose he'd start winning and I just died laughing at that Listen, I think Hugh Jackson was purposely trying to lose. Or not purposely. I think he was really bad. Uh, I'll never forget uh, Baker Mayfield's rookie year. The Browns, that was the year they also drafted Nick Chubb. But they also signed Carlos Hyde in the offseason. And Hyde was the opening day starter. Um, and what the Raiders game was fourth game of the year. Nick Chubb had... Let's see. Hold on. Browns versus Raiders. All I know is Carlos Hyde had the critical third down. Uh, yeah, the critical first down. Um, 
let's see, Nick Chubb in that game. I think that was like his first full game. Or not full game, but that was like the first time he got more than one carry, I think. Because um, he had three <laughs> carries. Three carries, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. And Whoa. next week, out comes Carlos Hyde. Car- like, <laughs> it was so painfully obvious that Nick Chubb should have been running the football from the start and Baker Mayfield should have been the starter that him started. They actually had to trade away Carlos. They traded away <laughs> Carlos Hyde for like a seventh round pick just so Hugh Jackson would start playing Nick Chubb. <laughs> I remember from Hard Knocks that year because I would actually watch oh. it with my friends. The the Shout thing that I making the city for you look nice. Yeah, that's I, was, exactly I was working right. for the, I was working for the um the service department, the Bria City Service Department at that time, and I remember you remember David Kajust, how he was like the 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 Hard Knocks hero or sweetheart. Was he the, the Eastern Michigan quarterback? Oh, that was I can't remember. I can't remember his name. He was the tight end who was like really into crystals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They filmed that at a place called Co Lake, which is the big lake in Berea, where there's like concerts and the pool is there. It's it's just a nice area. I actually set up that interview and I built the platform that he was standing on. So you know, shout out. All right, yeah, you were a little part of it. HBO can run me my check anytime now. (laughs) Exactly, they have plenty of money to spare. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a compilation video on Twitter from Hugh Jackson, and it was his post-game press conferences from one of the seasons. It was either the Owen 16 year or it was the Baker Mayfield rookie year or whatever. But or the 1-15 year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there are plenty of good ones to choose from. <laughs> there, I can't believe he this man went one and 31 <laughs> through two years, and we're like, one more year, Hugh. You got this. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he's instantly on the Bengals, and Baker Mayfield's handed him the football. Yeah. That, what, what an iconic scene. Urban Meyer can't even make it one year, and Hugh Jackson's getting a third year. Oh, I'm so pissed that Harbaugh is staying at Michigan because I had a photoshopped picture of Urban Meyer in Michigan gear, Michigan gear ready to fucking fire the second I was <laughs> Yeah, man. I was so ready. <laughs> that would have been – that, that would have gotten, gotten a pissed. lot of traction too. That would have gotten people pissed. <laughs> I, a lot of people don't like the things I have to say, but um, <laughs> uh, oh, this is disturbing news. Oh, breaking news right now? Uh, yeah, breaking. It's from Boardroom, which I believe is Kevin Durant's thing. Um, breaking. Brownie James has filed trademark applications for BJ Jr., Brownie James Jr., Brownie, and um, <laughs> I don't. If I say it out loud, it's going to be the funniest thing I've ever heard. Go ahead, Bronald. <laughs> what the hell is Bronald? <laughs> His name is LeBron, and uh, who's calling him Bronald? Enter the world's uh, video games, which I believe he's already like a member of that base plan and NFTs. What the hell is Bronald? <laughs> yeah, no. What is a Bronald? Is the question. What's a Bronald? That is What's a Bronald. 
Is is he already working on logos and stuff? Is he working on logos and is this a little stepping stone? Yeah, this is for like NIL. Yeah, establishing his brand. (laughs) What what are some of the uh, responses (laughs) to this? (laughs) You'll love this one. Good. La Mickey Mouse and Bronald Duck. <laughs> Dude, La Mickey is one of the funniest things to come out of the uh, the bubble championship. La <laughs> Mickey. <laughs> How does Bronny trademarking Bronald impact his dad's legacy? Tomorrow and undisputed. <laughs> That's exactly right. The, oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> L- L- Mickey Mouse and Bronald Duck. <laughs> I'm dying, man. That is hilarious. That's what? What is Bronald? I don't. One end or two ends? It's bro N A L D Bronald. That's got to be some sort of stupid ass NFT. That is absolutely hysterical. You know how you see all these athletes with, like, pictures of, like, apes that are NFTs or whatever? That's got to be along the same lines of there. If he's getting into the NFT game. Which is, all right. you know. I'm too washed to know what NFTs are. I literally do not know what they are. I refuse to look, I refuse to look into it. It's like stocks. It's because, you know, day trading was popular like two years ago. Um, people quickly found out that you're not going to make money day trading unless you got connections. Um, I, I don't know. NFT, it's so stupid. NFTs are so stupid. It's like, you know what NFTs are? It's like when, um, you remember like back when we were younger, when people could buy stars for people? Like I bought you a star. And all the gas oh, got you yeah, a piece of yeah, paper. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like that because a lot of those companies were ended up being scams. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I never. That's actually very easy to lie about, and also very easy or uh, very fascinating that that they caught that. I mean, that I, I, that just I'm sounds sure. like a scam. But I'm surprised that someone actually went through the process of like. Uh, hey, could you guys investigate this? Like, like, how did that happen? Did two people accidentally get the same star and they're arguing about who has possession? What are you going to do with a star? Uh, nothing. It's bigger than the that, planet we live on. That's actually a really good point. That, that was, I mean, it wasn't that popular, but it wasn't like unheard of. It's not like everybody was getting each other right. stars for Christmas, but it wouldn't be totally unheard of if you. I guess rented a star, but rented that is one. looking back on that. Like that what, was possibly I, one of the worst gifts ever. It's serious. Like what? That I, why would you do? Why would you buy that? You you paid real money. Let's see if I can find one of these if they're still in business. Buying is because I want to see how much a star costs. If it costs anything other than like twenty bucks, I'm. Hmm. See starregister.org. Oh, you can name a star. Yeah, I'm yeah, okay. See, name a star. 
$35. Oh. Now I see why people do it. Because it's a, it's a cool gesture, and it's very, very cheap. It's a cool gesture, but uh, those five seconds after you give them the gift, and it's worthless now. But it gives you a bunch of, like, maps and an official, like, this is your star. Like, you can track it and stuff, but... So I guess that's kind of cool, but it's also not because what's stopping me from also pay, selling stars? Yeah, I that's a horrible gift. But I, I can see that being something where, like, in the moment you think it's cool. Like, oh, hey, let's go. Right. Let's all run out. That's the such a 2006 find my thing. Star. Exactly. And then, like a, it's such a 2006 thing to think that it's cool. Like, I bought you a star. Shut up. Yeah, but do you? I, I wonder if those people actually like. It's it's almost like a diet where on the first day you're really excited about it, and then by day seven, you know, after right. a week, it's like you, like you don't even know where the certificate is, so you can't prove it to anybody, and then you forget to go out and look, or you know, oh, it's cloudy today. I can't. I you know, is my star still out there? I don't know. Hmm. And then there's also good. the the great difficulty of trying to point out which star it is. If it's a starry night and, you know, the person who just bought it is looking at the coordinates or whatever. And he's like, look, he's pointing up to the sky. Hey, look up there. And everyone's like looking at something different because you can't tell which one they're pointing at. That what a, what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing over Bronald. I'm, I'm still dying over Mickey and that- Bronald Duck. That's what that's. I typed in Bronald in Twitter, and the first thing that came out was Bronald Duck. I have something else that we can complain about since we're uh, oh, trashing things. Oh, I'm all things. for it. All right, so ESPN is putting together a list of the top 100 MLB players of all time, and today, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 and today they dropped the 26 through 50, so the second quarter of the top 100. Um, okay. They they already have one hundred. Wait, who wrote, who did this? This is it. Just, all right. So that's that says ESPN.com. I'm scrolling to the bottom. Um, it it appears to be uh, a compilation because I can't. Uh, maybe Bradford Doolittle possibly. Uh, okay. They dropped numbers one hundred through fifty one today. Uh no, they did that already. Today was fifty through twenty or twenty six through fifty, I should say. So the second Uh-oh. quarter, they, they they have yet to drop. Uh, tomorrow is actually oh, one through twenty five. Okay. And okay, I will I say it. now again, I haven't looked at fifty one through one hundred yet, but I have looked. I'm looking at twenty six through fifty right now. Uh, I'm not seeing Babe Ruth's name, so I'm a little bit concerned oh, that he may have cracked his way into the top twenty five. But uh, my biggest issue comes in at. Number thirty-one, and I. What? Here, here's who's at number thirty-one. Well, here's who's oh, no, around. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the list. That's oh, that's. Just, are, are you seeing who's at number thirty-one? That's outrageous. So, for the listeners who are not looking at what we're looking at, first of all, don't look at number twenty-eight, or you'll really lose your mind. But I, I'm willing to let twenty-eight slide for now because. I, and I, I, I just ripped this guy apart just the, like a podcast or two ago because he only he only participated for 11% of the game. So, number 29, Johnny Bench. 
Um, the batting numbers don't look at the batting average in particular does not look as good, but known for being a wicked defensive catcher. Uh, 30 Albert Pujols had a great first half of his career. I won't mention anything else. Um, mm-hmm. Skipping over 31 for now. 32, Sandy Koufax, a guy who a lot of people consider to be one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Obviously, why he's not on this list. Number 33, Bob Gibson, also the same deal. Number 31, um, Mariano Rivera. I, I, I really don't understand how someone who played – Someone who pitched one inning, and I, I'm sorry. Look, if guys couldn't hit it, I that you know that's no fault to Mariano. But if you just throw a cut fastball the entire time, and somehow that makes you the 31st greatest player of all time, I, I, I refuse to believe yeah. that. Mariano, I I argue he's top 15, but what he, to the, pitch he one was inning? Untouchable. Untouchable. Oh, my. That more people have walked on the moon than have scored in the postseason on him? That's preposterous. And he played from 95 to 2013, so it's not like he pitched two innings in the postseason in his career. Like, 0.70 ERA in 141 postseason innings. That's preposterous. Okay, that is absolutely fantastic. But that also... Uh, I don't think that he had a significant enough impact to get to the playoffs. I think that they're – I know. look, I know the playoffs are more important than the regular season, but I I think that he was on a stacked team, and I think that there are probably guys like Mike Trout, who I'm actually curious to see where he falls on this list. Uh, there are probably guys like Mike Trout who were the best player on a bad team and weren't able to make the postseason, so they weren't able to accumulate a bunch of great postseason stats. Granted, that stat is absolutely phenomenal. A point oh, a, a point a higher seven. career war than David Ortiz. That's crazy, too. I get Ortiz didn't play in the field, but... Okay, well, slash that by nine. Divide that by nine, because he only played one-ninth of the innings that David Ortiz did. So, exactly. my goodness. Whatever his war is, that oh my gosh, that drives me nuts, man. I, I I get it, but he only the reason he pitched one inning is because no one trusted him to do that over seven innings, or else he would have started the game, I, pitched well, seven now, strong, and then a reliever would have came in. Now, is it that they didn't trust him, or that he was so nails in the ninth inning that that you have to play in that you you're playing in that role? I mean. I, I understand the argument that he did not play as much. He did not physically play as much as everyone else on this list. But I mean, there, there, if we're tiering all-time closers, Mariano Rivera is in a tier all by himself, and I probably seven hundred feet of shit before the second one. And who would be second? Hoffman, Trevor Hoffman, yeah, Trevor Hoffman, um, and Trevor Hoffman's really good too. Like, if Trevor Hoffman was, like, number 100, I'd be like, eh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. He also had a fantastic commercial with uh, – a, a fantastic Sports Center commercial. Um, gosh, I think it was Kenny Main. And th- this was an older commercial, too. But, you know, like, the This Is Sports Center commercials where, like – so great. Where David Ortiz puts on the Yankees hat and then, you know, Wally walks by and drops all of his yeah. notes or whatever. So they had one – 
where it was Dan Patrick and Kenny Mayne, if I'm not mistaken. Dan Patrick definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if it was is Kenny that, Mayne. Yeah. And, um, is that the one where he um, – Ken, where yeah, Kenny Mayne uh, throws it to commercial, and he's having a tough time. And someone, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. the, the producer runs up to him. He's like, "Hey, man, you feeling good out there?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm fine." And the producer's like, "No, right. no, no, man, we're we're gonna bring in a reliever. We think you need help." And then, and then Kenny Mayne gets up and like throws his pen down, and Trevor Hoffman runs onto the set and opens the next segment. Great yeah, ever, commercial. If you ever want to have a good time, you just look up the This Is Sports Center compilation video on YouTube. They had some great commercials. You also get really sad because you see like, oh, a lot of these people, a couple of these people are dead. Well, you just brought up the best one ever because the Kobe Bryant, Keyshawn Johnson one where they were both rookies and Stuart Scott was teaching them yeah. how, to, how to become famous. One right. of the best lines ever is when he's smacking the whiteboard and he yells, controversy, money. And little did he know, little did Stuart Scott, well, both of those guys are dead. I didn't even realize that. But – Little did Stuart Scott know that a young Antonio Brown was watching at home and took it to heart. Wait, what? Oh, 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 I get you. Because he really lived up to everything in that commercial. Yeah, I, I love back when Sports Center was fun. Yeah, now it's uh, maybe maybe everybody feels this way. Maybe it's just because we're it's not the same as our childhood, so we just feel that it's worse because it's just not the same but i actually do think it's worse i know i watched sports center this morning and i'm like this isn't good this just isn't good yeah and chris berman's uh, like doing some comeback yeah i don't need he, he, anymore he, i don't need no oh i disagree I, I need i need him and tom jackson i need them both together i need them there and that old I need come on, man! On Monday Night Countdown was the best with those guys. It is. I don't want Adam Schefter and Steve Young. Steve Young is awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, Randy Moss on television. He drives. Yeah, I don't nuts. like one of my favorite football players ever. Randy Moss, very bad on television. Oh, he, he does. And they have, like, Teddy Bruschi and, like, Rob Dinkovich and, like, just a bunch yeah, of, like, like okay. people who played with Tom Brady, I guess. Yeah, it's like, I, whatever. I I don't want to see these guys. I don't. To be fair, I don't really watch many pregame shows because I just don't care what they have to say. But, um, yeah. and because it's like, what, what are they going to tell me that I don't know right now? Like, honestly, other than, like, breaking down, like, film, like, they'll do, like, Steve Young will break down, like, two throws from the quarterback that's playing tonight. It's like, okay, cool. I saw that on Twitter this morning. Oh I also watched the play last week. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. I, I just went to the 51 through 100 of oh, the boy. greatest MLB players of all time. 94, Bryce Harper. Don't you even pretend like that's reasonable. Um, I know you're a Bryce Harper guy. Don't pretend like he's a top 100 player of all time. The problem is who's better than him? I'm sure we can find guys. Baseball can play forever. I'm I'm putting Babe Ruth above him. Yeah, I said it. No, here we go. Jim Tomey's 98. Okay, that's just not true. Jim Tom, hey, Bryce Hey, he, hey hit the ball into the street in Cleveland, okay? Yeah. 
He's not better than Jim Tomey. He's not better than Barry Larkin. He's not better than Adrian Beltre to this point. What are we doing here? No, Beltre has three dozen hits. 3,100 even. Bryce Harper could be this spot. Yeah, this is a a projection into the future. He has two MVPs. He had one historic season. And for the most part, he's been, like, extremely solid for his career. If Bryce Harper got hit by a bus and was forced to retire – his career oh numbers would be a, a 279 batting average, which, by the way, is higher than his home run total at 267. 1,200 hits. Are you kidding me? This is a total projection. Yeah, it, it, it's a projection for sure. Because if he continues on his pace, he is absolutely a hundred top 100 baseball player just because he's going to have the accolade. Uh, if, he, if he plays, he's only 28. So if he plays long enough, he's going to have He's going to have 400 home runs. He's going to have maybe nah, – I don't know if he'll get to 2,000 hits. But he's going, he's going to have pretty numbers. And you can't take away the 2015 season because that was historic. Last season, he was the MVP. He's um, he was a rookie of the year. He's a one, two, three, four, five-time all-star. I don't like using all-star, but apparently everyone else does. So it counts. Um, yeah, it's – uh, it's a mid-season acknowledgement. He's an average. Hey, oh, fielder. did you see this year that they actually had like a first-team MLB, like like a first-team All-Pro, like twenty? Oh, they did. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. We we don't even know twenty twenty because that forever. was uh, yes. MLB, let's see, let's see, let's read these off. So last or no, they started in twenty nineteen. Excuse me, but um, let's see, let's read through these. First team in twenty nineteen, we got Real Muto at catcher, Alonzo at first base, LeMayhew second, Anthony Rendon third, Xander Bogart short, outfield was Belly, Yelly, and Trout, DH, Cruz, pitchers Cole, DeGrom, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Verlander, closers Josh Hader, Kirby Yates. Um, I'll read second team later. Uh, 2020 first team, we got Salvador Perez. Oh, wow, I didn't realize he won it in 2020 and 2021. Anyway, Salvador Perez, Freddie Freeman, LeMahieu, Machado, Tatis, uh, Betts, Soto, Trout, Marcelo Zuna, pitchers Bauer, Bieber, Darvish, DeGrom, and Freed, uh, closers Nick Anderson, Liam Hendricks. And then this year was Perez, Salvador, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, Marcus Simeon, Austin Riley, Tatis, Harper, Judge, Soto, Otani, Walker Buehler, Kerbin or Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer, and then Josh Hader, Liam Hendricks. No Cleveland Guardians? Oh, no. Um, Beaver did. I got a few others, by the way. Um, Mike um, Trout will be in the top 25, just so you know. Oh, easily. Uh, 65, and I like this one, Max Scherzer. Okay. Max Scherzer has been really good for a really and long time. I forgot. Time. That just reminded me. He he signed with the Mets. I forgot about that. I I was actually looking at his teams, and you were like a second ahead of me before I even saw that it has New York Mets twenty twenty two. That yeah, is he signed like three years, one hundred forty million. Something stupid. Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, Miguel. Cabrera, it was like a Trevor Bauer contract. Yeah, it was it was a high AAV. Uh, Miguel Cabrera fifty nine. Oh. Who I don't want to hold his recent years against him because at this oh, point can't. he's just accumulating stats and just 
He hit the 500 home run mark. Now he's got 13 hits away from 3,000. So I I think that that and his terrible contract are probably the leading candidates as to why he's still playing because mm-hmm. his legacy, despite the fact that he's hitting some of the key numbers that you look for in a Hall of Fame. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, so we don't even need to worry about Obviously. that. But he's he's still hitting some of the huge benchmark numbers, but uh, it looks ugly in the process of it. But again, I don't. He's still got a three ten career batting average. His career OPS is over nine hundred, so it, he is just fine. Uh, I'm gonna try my best not to hold his recent years, and I'm not gonna play, play a recent eyes and say he's overrated. That's not. Uh, that's that's not it's that's not Miguel Cabrera playing right now. It's just not. Yeah, he's he's probably just, he's just he's chasing chat. It's the it's the yeah, Tigers he's paid too poor, much money. poor contract. Yeah, so he paid too much money, it. and he was coming up. I don't know if he hit both five hundred and three thousand hits this year, but he was coming up on both of them. He I know he 13, He's thirteen home hits runs. away, thirteen yeah, away. From I know he had five hundred home runs, but and then fifty two, we got Clayton Kershaw. Um, Okay. I put him Reg- personally. I don't know. If I, I don't think he is either because he is known as a playoff choke artist, despite the fact in the regular season he has been plenty dominant. Oh, Lights man. out. But if you were to, the playoffs, man. Yeah, if you were to flip Scherzer and Kershaw, Scherzer goes to 52, Kershaw goes to 65, I wouldn't hate that. Because both those guys are better than Verlander, who's 72. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Here, which is crazy. Alex Rodriguez at 26 is just insane. I mean, he, I, he's got to be high. Well, hey, man, they got Manny Ramirez on this list. They got Alex Rodriguez. They are going to have Barry Bonds at number one. They have? They, they got Pete Rose right. in the top 100. He's somewhere. Um, I, I forget where Pete Rose was. I don't even remember which group oh, he, was, he was in. Um, 34. 30, good. So, yeah, they got Pete Rose really really high. They're going to have Barry Bonds number one. And to me, it makes no sense to have A-Rod that low. I mean, we don't have to act like we like the guy. We don't have to act like he's awesome at television. But yes. I whatever you feel about him, if, if you are clearly in your article at this point, without even seeing the top 25, if you are clearly establishing – that that we're not punishing people for roids in this in, right. in these power rankings, then you got to have a rod really really high. Okay, I, just I, found I, my I, I don't think twenty six was an issue. I don't, I don't think twenty six was appropriate. I think it should have been higher. Oh, easily. But um, what the hell is playing on my computer? It looks more like that. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Mute. I have I have a dual screen setup. And I can't mute my computer through my Bluetooth keyboard, so I had to open it up, and I just panicked and, like, froze for a second when I heard noise. Anyway, Tony Gwynn at 44, I mean, come on. Oh, I saw that, too. That was not cool. It's the greatest hitter of all time. Contact him. Yeah. uh, Not – oh, man, what's the stat? Like, 29 strikeouts in one season, one year. Just ridiculous stuff. I'm on his page right now. He never had more than 40 strikeouts in a year. That that is an 
on and it got, real stats. It got, the stats got lower as he got in his late 30s. He became even more of a contact hitter. 1994, that's the famous that he was going to hit 400 that year. That was a strike year. He ended with 394, a 394 batting average through 110 games. He struck out 19 times. Was it Charlie Blackman, like a couple years ago, who was like almost batting 500 after the first month of the season? Am I? There was a year he definitely won the batting title one once or twice. But yeah, that's not because he was one of there's. There was somebody who was like dangerously close. So at one point we were talking like, can he hit 400 this year? And it was very recent. I can't remember who. I just thought of a, uh, well, I didn't think of, I just, I just read a tweet from a guy named Nick Nick Friedel. Nick Friedel. Uh, Here's how the tweet goes. Kyrie says he thinks about the fact that the Nets big three hasn't been together very much daily. He's hopeful that the pieces will come together at the right time later in the season for his team. Um, mm, so sounds Kevin like he's Durant. missing Cleveland. <laughs> That's right. No, no, he's missing Boston. He wants to go grab the mic and declare that he's going to come back and then missing leave Duke. at the end of the year. That—that oh, uh, that is one of the most underrated moments in sports. Is Kyrie just completely going out of his way to say? Hey, at the end of this year, I'm going to re-sign with you guys. And then at he the end of the year, it's completely. He, he kind of did the same thing in Cleveland, although it was his rookie year. Somebody asked him, a little kid asked him, are you going to leave us like LeBron did? Yeah. And, and he's like, no, I'm never leaving here. Leaves here uh, a couple of years later. Yeah, but I, I don't even blame him for that one because that one – you, you got to, man. You got to, because it's a kid. What are you gonna say, hey, man? You know, we'll see what my what my Humble agent him. says. We'll see if the contract's right. Like, you're not gonna break down dollars and cents with that kid. Oh, I wish you would have. <laughs> that you actually, you know what? That would have been total Kyrie move to just be like, you know what? Let me let me air out my philosophies right now on mm. the collective bargaining agreement and whether or not the salary cap is high enough to afford me. <laughs> That, <laughs> that would have been would an all time video watching him explain the salary cap to the six year old. Yeah, I think the players union should really fight for this in the next bargaining agreement so I can get more. He's the play. president now, isn't he? He is? He's either the president or vice president. I don't know if Chris Paul still is. Oh, yeah, Chris Paul was. Let's see. Oh, great tweet out of you. Jim Harbaugh just didn't want to play Justin Fields twice a year. That's right. I thought Kyrie was. Oh, no, um, CJ McCollum's the president now. Oh. Kyrie so, Irving is the vice president. So, yeah, so he can have, uh, he can have all those roundtable PA meetings that is uh, on his podcast and then go out Harrison and tweet Barnes. about how, how he hated everybody in the meeting. There's Barnes. What kind of input does he have? <laughs> The secretary slash treasurer. There's <laughs> people titles now. I mean, shut up. Yeah, is 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 treasurer is that ridiculous contract that he got from? I, I think treasurer is winning me a title in 2016 with how horrible he was. 
Six on four, DJ. Six on four is what the oh, Cavs were God. playing. Harrison Barnes was playing for the Cavs. Sure was. That was he funny. was so bad. During, uh, right at the start of quarantine, they, when ESPN was just like airing old-time games and they aired game seven, <laughs> Harrison Barnes was trending with like over 100,000 tweets of just Harrison Barnes. Like, wow, Harrison Barnes really sucked. Yeah, he did. Like, badly. But I guess um, – and I, I don't have much of a recollection of this, but I, I'll take your word for it because that, those memories of that series probably resonate further with you than they do with me. But apparently there was a balancing act between Harrison Barnes playing for the Cavs and Draymond Green just morphing into Ray Allen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think he hit I, his first five three-pointers, and they were all in the first half. It was like, oh, my God. Like, everyone else around the Warriors is sucking right now. But, of course, it's time for Draymond to be a hero. Uh-huh. Like, that was the perfect way for Cleveland. To, that was the ultimate, like, of course it happened to Cleveland move, where Draymond Green just turns into Ray Allen. Yeah, and was that one game, or was it the entire series that he was on fire? Uh, I don't, let's see, let's pull up his final stats, but it was definitely game seven was the most, like, come on, dude, stop. <laughs> Shooting like he's got a backpack. Oh, brother. Let's see. Uh, Draymond Green, he, no, I don't want totals, I want percentage. He shot, he shit 40% from three that series, which was the highest yeah. uh, on the team. Just slightly better than Steph Curry. What were Steph's stats at the end of that series? Because I'm I'm curious as to who would have been Finals MVP. Likely Steph, of course. It's pretty shocking, actually. Um, Good or bad? 22 points, 4.9 rebounds, 3.7 assists. Yeah, that's all pretty good. 40% shooting from the field. You know what? Not pretty. He wasn't that good. What were Draymond's big three, the points, the rebounds, and assists? 16, 10, and 6. I'm telling you right now, Draymond he would have been finals MVP. If it I don't know. Iguodala, that 9, 6, and 4. Come on now. <laughs> the if LeBron stopper. Get... LeBron only had like six triple-doubles that series. Yeah. There are people – this – oh, my gosh, man. And I was gonna write these down, and I completely forgot because oh, there was uh, there was one I was gonna forget, but there are definitely two I remember. I was gonna do like my favorite or you know slash least favorite, my, my favorite to hate uh, Twitter Twitter sports theories. One was gonna be that uh, Derrick Rose is a Hall of Famer. Obviously, we talk about that one all the time. Mm. We got. Uh, Oh, I remember what it was. Um, I'll, I'll save it for last. But we had obviously that every every single thing the Lakers ever do is to honor Kobe Bryant, even the score in the second Absolutely. quarter of the game. <laughs> um, and this one, obviously, with uh, Andre Iguodala somehow getting a Hall of Fame recognition because uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know how a one time All Star has this much support for has this much support for being a future Hall of Famer. But my, my favorite one that Twitter likes to talk about is how Patrick Mahomes invented the sidearm pass. I, I 
guess sure. no one remembers the days of you know the 1940s when Matt Stafford and Phil Rivers, those two deceased grandparents, uh, were throwing sidearms because that was just so long ago we can't even remember. Uh, what those two looked like throwing sidearms. So Patrick Mahomes invented the sidearm pass. Andre Wadala and Derrick Rose are going to the Hall of Fame. And every single thing that the Lakers do, especially when they per- perfectly land the score on 81 points with three minutes uh-huh. and 36 seconds left in the third quarter, uh, just at a very arbitrary time. That is certainly – they didn't go from 80 to 82 – they intentionally got fouled, went to the free throw line so they could make a free throw oh. so the scoreboard could say at least for a second, 81 points. <laughs> I hate it. Social media is the worst invention. But um, you, I was looking at these Hall – you mentioned Andre Iguodala in the Hall of Fame, so I was looking up Hall of Fame probability of active players. Um, currently, Steph Curry sits at 99.9%. Who the fuck wouldn't vote for Steph Curry? Oh, is, it, is that a formula or are they, is that a – It's a formula. Oh, yeah, it's probably a formula. But still, it, come on. He's the all-time leader leader in three-pointers. Yeah, he could retire right now. He's going to the Hall of Fame. That's not that, that's not negotiable. There's only three active players with 100% chance. Can you name them? Obviously, LeBron. But can you name the I'm, other Now, the people on Twitter will find some way to argue this. Kevin Durant Uh-oh. is obviously a Hall of Famer. Yes. There's uh, no debate. Yeah. Uh, now, they'll, they may say his rings are fake or whatever, but... No one cares. It, I mean, if Manny Ginobili is in the Hall of Fame for being a sixth man and winning a gold medal at the Olympics, which people have stopped caring about, I think Kevin Durant's got a 100% chance to make the Hall of Fame. Um, yes. All right. Let's see. Who I, I got to think of just, like, age. Right. Uh, oh boy. Okay, I got two guys in mind. Uh, okay, I, I can't. I was gonna go, or I, I wasn't going to go with him, but I was considering Russell Westbrook because I think his stats would just be overwhelmingly in favor. So he's got to be up there. I don't think he's under percent. Uh, James Harden also came to mind, but ninety nine point nine. Yeah, I I wasn't super just excited about that. There's got to be a guy who's just been around for so long because yes. the fact that you even bothered to ask me to name them makes me think that there's there's one guy who might, it's not might Dwight be Howard. I'll say that easy to forget. Oh, thank goodness, because it better not. Dwight be Howard is also ninety nine percent, but well then. You know what? You only need to be good for six years anyway. So, um, all right. Who is – oh, I, I think I got it. I think. This should be pretty I, easy. I am just thinking uh, – oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm. Oh, man. All right. Chris Paul. It is Chris Paul. Let's go. Because I was going to say Carmelo Anthony, and then I flipped at the very last second to Chris Paul. He is 98%. Actually has worse odds than Anthony Davis right now. I mean, just slightly, but. Oh, my. Well. Oh, well. How does Paul George and Kyle Lowry have higher odds than Kawhi Leonard and Giannis Antetokounmpo? How does Kevin Love have higher odds than Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, there are bugs in the system. Man, Blake Griffin being 54% makes me sad because Blake Griffin was going to be that dude. 
Yeah, he started off actually being a really good player, and then uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, then he became like, all I want to do is hang out at the three-point line and shoot long twos guy. He became the I'm I'm a point forward and I'm gonna dribble the ball a lot guy. Like he just he just left the rim, and the, did he have like a, a two year hiatus from dunking? Wasn't there like a, a, a like a, a dunk like that, that he had for the Nets? Yeah, and like that's the first year. that's the first dunk from since 2019. Like who is this guy anymore? He used to be like 22 and 13. Here's yeah. Can um, can you guess Derrick Rose's percent chance? Oh no. Okay, you just said. Uh, that MVP. I I don't know the I don't know the formula, and that MVP probably has to carry a lot. So I'm gonna say it's unreasonably high. No. I'm gonna say it. Oh, it's not good. Good, good. Okay, let's say let's drop it down to like thirty. I'll say here's here's what I'll say. It is surprisingly low. I thought it would be much higher. Okay, let's go. Uh, thirty six. Lower. Oh. Uh, 29? Lower. Oh, 25. Lower than 20. Oh, let's go 18. Lower. Oh, we're talking 14. Lower. Oh, 7%. 11.9. Let's go. That is Yeah, fair. get that bum out of here. <laughs> yeah, look, man. I don't hate him because he got no, hurt no, no. or I think he's terrible. I hate how everyone just completely excuses the fact that exactly, yeah. that injuries happen and they everyone everyone just gives a pass because of what they think he was going to be, which again, on this podcast, this is the only place you're ever going to hear that Derrick Rose and this is so ridiculous because it's I, you know, th- this is just such a Twitter thing to say on my part. So I'm, I'm going to break a lot of my own rules right here. But it's the same people – I don't know that to be true, but I'm saying it anyway. It's the same people who talk about Derrick Rose who are all talking about LeBron James and how awesome he was. Well, guess what? They couldn't both win the East, okay? Derrick Rose right. was not going to run his teams through the LeBron dynasty. So you, everyone loves to talk about LeBron and eight straight championships, and then he goes to the Lakers and – then they win a championship there, and oh my gosh, LeBron James, look how often. Okay, where was Derrick Rose going to sneak in and break through? He wasn't. So no. all of this, just because he won his MVP at 22 years of age, so that means that he, oh man, he was going to be winning three championships by his 28th birthday. No, it, none of it but, makes sense. But he tore his ACL and came back, you see. Not, not, yes. not many people do that. But, D, but, DJ, you don't understand. He got a 50-point game with the Timberwolves. Mm. Uh-huh. People forget. People people forget that 50-point win. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what's, I can't what's he doing tell this you, year? Well, I, I can't even tell you whether or not he won, but I know he scored 50 points. But He's averaging 12-4-3 this year. So, he's a, he's a, he's a six-man, so... It's pretty good for a six-man. Yeah, and look, he, he's in the NBA, good for him. And I know that there were the struggles about whether or not he loved basketball anymore. And he was working out at Cleveland State by himself or something like that. That's right. Video. It was a, yeah, go, legend. yeah, go Vikings. Um, man, I was he on the same team as D-Wade in Cleveland? Yeah. If you would, but he only played like 16 games here because he got hurt. Uh, it wasn't like significant, but he got hurt, and then it like 
that was like around the time was like, does he love basketball? So he stepped away from the team. And then the Cavs were like, all right, we're just going to get rid of you. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm glad that he came back because I'm always, as a sports fan, yeah, I want other him. people to be interested in sports too. So I'm glad that he decided to love sports again. But we yeah, don't get I mean, to just played. sit around. If like, dude, I, I use this one. Like, how how many championships would Le, what if Len Bias turned out to be awesome? Maybe Larry Bird would have won more championships, and then he'd be iron. Right. Right, we can't just do that. We can't just say, "Well, right. here's what I think would have happened." So I'm going to treat his career and his legacy as if that did happen because I said yeah, so. But that makes no that's sense. That's right, but you know, health is a part of the game. That's half the battle. That's uh, the reason LeBron James is as great as he is, is because he never got hurt from like age 18 all the way up to 35. He's starting to break down now. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but he's getting hurt like every week now. So uh, that's just, well, uh, dude. The young guy on his team allegedly is getting hurt every game. Anthony, every single time I I don't tune in very often, but every single time I turn into a like tune into a Lakers game, Anthony Davis goes down and gets yanked off the court yeah. like three times. He is so fragile. He is. He's always he's always been. I think he's hurt right now. Uh, oh, no, he's no, he's probable for tonight. That's right, because I was doing props on the Lakers game. This guy is like Julio Jones. Every week he's questionable and he's not he never practices, but sometimes he plays. And still but, he's putting up a really solid year. Yeah, absolutely. He's, what, putting, what, he's got twenty three nine. 23 points, nine uh, rebounds, and he's shooting 52% from the field and it, I, it, through 30 games. So he's not bad. Yeah, I, I I agree. But first of all, wasn't everyone was talking about how he's like the third best player a few years ago and how he's defensive player of the year. And now everyone's like making fun of him about how he's like the worst defensive big man in the NBA or whatever. And they're posting videos right. of Joel Embiid just – backing him down and dunking on him. Yeah, it's – well, Joel Embiid, I don't know. He is an absolute freak this year. I don't know if you – he's he's going to win the MVP. I, I did see that he's in he's, contention. Although I, not, I, saw, I saw a lot of people saying Steph's going to get it. Uh, yeah, well, Steph, Steph is up there. Uh, it's uh, – uh, uh, God, uh, Joel, Joel Embiid is currently the betting favorite. And he's a slight favorite over Jokic, uh, who's having another incredible year. But I keep wanting to say Giannis. Joel is having an unbelievable, unbelievable season. And like he, he's like over his last six, he's averaging like forty and twelve um, on the season. He's averaging thirty and eleven on fifty percent shooting. Like he is a monster this year. Yeah, and this is kind of the – and, again, I'm I'm not an advocate of doing favors for awards. You know, we talked about that. We, we didn't want Trevor Lawrence getting the Heisman Trophy just as a mm-hmm. career achievement award. So, you know, we don't want Joel Embiid getting the MVP just because if, if, oh, if he was healthy last year, he would have gotten it. So I, I don't want that to be the case, but I am happy for him that he's uh, having an encore performance of last year. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Nikola Jokic is going to be a forgotten MVP trivia question someday. Who, Dude, who, he's, we got he's Russell really Westbrook, James year. Harden, Giannis, LeBron. Who else got an MVP in that era? Oh, uh, Nikola Jokic. Do you want to know what he's averaging? He's averaging this year is insane, too. 
it's it as me. good, if not it, – it's a little better than last year. Um, he's averaging 25 – or just 25.9, so round that up to 26. He's averaging 26, 14, and 8 on 57% shooting. Uh, that's now, very good. How is he not the betting favorite? I mean uh, – well, here's why. Because we, we need a basketball Ballon d'Or award where yeah. in, so- in soccer, they, and they also do this because not only uh, is it just a better award system. Oh, speaking they, of soccer, sorry, uh, USA is currently whooping Honduras's ass right now. I, just I hear that. Honduras is freezing. Like their it, players are shivering. They're playing in Minnesota. They're playing. It's like negative four there. They just got done playing in Columbus. I believe they played El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah, I am shocked that you're watching this. It's the World Cup qualifiers, man. Come on. I didn't know you were a World soccer Cup. guy at all. Oh, this is this is news. To I me. love the World Cup. I I watched every game of the Euros uh, this last summer. I, I like big tournaments because well, I like betting on it. Well, there are uh, we just found the solution. Okay. Yes. Um, Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, soccer. Yeah, the Ballon d'Or. So, in a, in a league like the NBA, where we have seen the deterioration of the value of the regular season, I think the Ballon d'Or award would be the best because guys like Nikola Jokic, who – and this happened to Russell Westbrook multiple times, where in the regular season, they would have incredible performances, but previous playoff downfalls – would ruin current uh, MVP candidacies. For example, right. Russell Westbrook, I think averaged a triple-double three years in a row. But the first uh, year he did it, he wins the MVP, went out to the playoffs. He loses in five games in the first round. And then I think people start to just not care because they don't believe in him the next year when he does it again. They're like, ah, mm-hmm. we've seen it before. You know, it was the first time in 52 years since, since Oscar Robertson, whatever. You know, we, uh, we're we going to give it to you, but, well, now we've seen it, and now we, we know. And I think there's a little bit of prediction in there of, well, we don't think you're going to go very far in the playoffs anyway, so we're, we're not going to give it to you. And uh, he, won, he won that award, by the way, averaging a triple-double as a sixth seed. So they clearly were very impressed by his stats, but then – the next but time the league he did it, too. yeah, and and assists if I'm not mistaken that year. No, uh, the year he won MVP was sixteen seventeen, right? Uh huh. Yeah, he uh, he didn't lead the league in assists, but he led the league in assists the two years after that. And then last year he also averaged a triple double and he led the league in assists. In Washington? Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he uh, had twenty two eleven. Or I'm sorry, he just missed the triple double. Or wait, no, no, where's his assist? Oh no, yeah, he did. I was looking. I always get confused when looking at Sports Reference because instead of putting total rebounds and assists together, they put like oh. offensive rebounds next yeah. to it. It's, that just confused me. But yeah, he's averaged a triple double. He did it three years in a row, starting with that MVP year, like you said, and then he did it last year in Washington. Yeah, so it's almost like your playoff. After you win the MVP, which – well, I guess – they don't announce it until I think after the season or maybe like mid-playoffs, whatever. 
but it's voted mm-hmm. on as soon as the regular season ends. So regular season award, but your playoff resume impacts future MVP awards because if you don't perform well, people aren't going to buy into your regular seasons in the future. So Nikola Jokic, like you said, great stats this year, but I, I don't even think he made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. I think the no, Suns Sun swept them. Oh, Suns in four, absolutely, of course. So, ex- exactly. So his playoff performance, whether he did awesome or not, just getting swept in the playoffs last year, not even making it to the Western Conference Finals last year, that alone is going to carry over into this year. And it's why we need just the Ballon d'Or of basketball. Just a year-round, wait till the season. You don't even have to pick a guy on the championship team. You don't have to do that. But let everything play out because load management – uh, in- injury, obviously, Joel Embiid last year, we talked about this, about how all of his stats were awesome, but he just missed too many games to qualify for the MVP. Well, if, if he were able to come back into the playoffs, which I don't even, I can't even recall if he did, but if he did, they didn't make it tremendously far. But mm-hmm. if he were able to do that, then that would make his, I, I feel like that award would allow us to properly reflect how much we care about their legacies because we learned this in the Cleveland, the second round of Cleveland LeBron, when they clearly were coasting through the regular season when they were the number four seed. Do you remember when I when IT Celtics were the one seed? Or no, 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 it was the the, the baby the baby dinosaurs. They were the one seed. That's right. I, I Isaiah Thompson Celtics were two or three, whatever. I don't know, but. In the second round of the playoffs, all all of a sudden, this Cavaliers team who looked who you know, they were throwing su- hot soup on each other all season long with, seven, like, like, with the Pacers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, it was that year. Oh, that was the, yeah. They almost lost that series. By the way, that was very that was dangerously close to a first round sure. And oh my gosh, because one of those games was like a twenty five point comeback. No, that was the year before. Wait, no, because they didn't play the Pacers in back-to-back years. Did no, they? that was definitely the year before. But um, talk about LeBron's last year because the Raptors were the one seed that year. Yeah, so exactly, that was yeah. So they played the Pacers in the first round and they went seven games. The year before was the twenty-five point comeback, and I believe they swept them. Oh, they, did they play the Pacers back-to-back years in the first round? Uh, who did they? Let's see. Let's let's see if I can get their every the, playoff. The season oh. I'm talking about is the 2017-18 year. That was the so LeBron's last year. That was definitely the four seed. Four seed, yeah. Cavaliers. Yeah. Right. So the, they started with Indiana, swept the Raptors, and then went seven with the Celtics. Yeah, that was the Celtics who started out. 2-0 and in that series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The home team didn't lose until Game 7. That was Jason Tatum going up and bumping LeBron after he dunked on him. Yeah, Rookie Jason and then Tatum. LeBron won. Yeah. <laughs> that was a... <laughs> That was Al Horford with the like the only athletic play of his life. Oh, on that one, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? That yeah. That threw the defense where he like grabbed it with one hand and slammed it with two. 
Yeah. Al Horford just turned into Dwight Howard out of like right in front of us. Al Horford back with the Celtics. Cavs are getting whooped right now, and I don't care for it. (laughs) Well, they uh, they should be all right. Darius Garland is getting a lot of hype this year. He is. I don't think he's playing tonight. Well, that might be why. It's a, it'll be all right. Hey, J.D. Bickerstaff, he's getting a lot of hype for Coach of the Year. Uh, the Cavs are awesome, so. I I don't disagree. They, uh, they're they impressive, man. No one saw this. Oh, all right, here we go. I, I, and we kind of have to wait for, I guess, both to play out. But who's more impressive, the Bengals or the Cavs? I mean, if I had to give an answer right now, the Bengals, just because they are in the Super Bowl. Um, but it also, yeah, keep it's, in it's mind, it, impressive, impressive takes into account preseason expectations. Uh, I would still have to say the Bengals. Because they, were, they weren't predicted to be anything. I probably... I cl- you could oh you could kind of see it last year like okay Cleveland's doing something here they got something I don't know if they got a team they're not a playoff team yet but they they got something going on over there and they just so happen to be like really good this year so but I would definitely say the Bengals just because they, they're in the Super Bowl yeah I'll give it to the Bengals too because I thought that they were going to be absolute trash um, I did and they t- turned out that they won the division. Um, how are they in the Super Bowl? It, it turned out actually that the AFC North standings went the exact opposite of what I thought they were going to be. Um, straight one through four, just complete What'd you reverse. Think? I thought it was going to be oh Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Yeah, that's probably no. I definitely had the Browns winning because the Browns were definitely my AFC champion prediction. Well, hey, man. The Rams are like... my Super Bowl. The Rams are my Super Bowl team, so I'm on it. So if the Rams win the Super Bowl, I'm on a heater predicting futures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you are. Um, hey, I- I'm on a heater right now. I told everybody – well, I- I'm-, I'm way more enthusiastic about this take now than I probably was then. But I was definitely team John Morant over Zion Williamson. A 6'6 power forward? Are you kidding me? No way. I was a little bit too because I, I started betting on Murray State really early that year. <laughs> of course, and so I just knew who John Morant was because at the beginning of the year he was a first round prospect, but he wasn't the number two, the clear number two overall pick. So that's I kind of I I remember Marquette. I don't remember who they beat in the first round of the tournament, but them over it was like a thirteen it, it, or whatever. It was it was, uh, it was Marquette, and then they lost to Florida State. Oh, okay. I meant to say, what school? Oh, Murray State. I meant, I meant, I don't know why I said Marquette. It just happened to be the team that it beat. But um, yeah. that was my upset in the first round of the tournament, just because of John Morant. That's the thing I, what happens with me in March Madness is I pick who I think is going to dominate the tournament, not the team that I think is going to win. Like, I picked UCLA because I thought Lonzo Ball. I picked Duke because of Zion. I picked... I didn't pick Murray State to win the championship, but I picked um, Oklahoma State to go to the Final Four last year because of Kate Cunningham. So I'm very influenced, and I'm very often wrong. Yeah, how about that one year where uh, DeAndre Ayton 
and Arizona, oh, as God. well as well as the number one overall Virginia Cavaliers. They were supposed to square off in the Sweet 16, and they both lost in the first round. That was supposed <laughs> to be one of the best matchups. A kid from a kid from my high school is on that UMBC team. No way! Get out of here. That's cool. The tall, the tall blonde kid on the bench who would do the Fortnite celebrations. That was him. <laughs> oh man! Or uh, what a Fort? Yeah, Fortnite. I, yeah, whatever. You you don't you don't seem like you were ever in a Fortnite. I was uh, in my sophomore year of college. I would go I would go over to my friend's dorm who lived the dorm across from me, and I would just go in there and play Fortnite. That uh man, those were the days back in 2017 when ah, it was yes. it was hot. Oh my gosh, dude, there what was nothing like it. What a time! Now I'm old and washed. I just my voice <laughs> just cracked. Uh, anyway, you and I, I guess if we were both on the John Morant thing. Zion Williamson, I he was a heavy 6-6 guy. For as athletic as, athletic as he was, I didn't think his shot was consistent enough. So I didn't think that he'd be able to play power forward because I, I feel like he can't play inside. So he's definitely not a center. And I guess power right. forwards don't even exist in today's NBA. That's, a, that's arguable. But I, I didn't think he was going to be a wing because he couldn't shoot. So I'm like, where does this guy fit in? And John Morant, meanwhile, is like nearly clearing guys when he dunks over them. Oh, the Grizzlies, I, I don't know if they're still the third seed, but they were the third seed for a while because John Moran is unbelievable. They went on like a 12-game winning streak. but um, I, They're hot, man. They're hot. Let's see. John let's, Moran's hot. They're all – We can read off those standings and get out of here. But um, I'm in. Uh, Suns have the best record in the NBA. They are on an 11-game winning streak. Uh, they're 41-9. and nine. They're awesome. Uh, Warriors are t- second in the West, 39-13. Grizzlies, third in the West, 35-18. Jazz, 30-21. Mavs, 29-22. Nuggets, 28-22. Timberwolves, 26-25. Timberwolves have been pretty good this year, too. They've been a fun team to watch. Uh, Eight-seed Clippers, 26-27. Nine-seed Lakers, 24-27. And then 10-seed Trailblazers, 21-30. And then Pelicans, Spurs, Kings, Thunder, Rockets all suck. Uh, the Eastern Conference, the Bulls have a one-game lead uh, over the Sixers and Heat. Uh, and then Cleveland and Milwaukee are one and a half back. Brooklyn is three games back at 29 and 21. Uh, the Hornets are 28-23. Raptors, 26-23. Celtics, 27-25. And then Hawks, 24-26 with the 10th seed. Knicks, 11. Wizards, Pacers, Pistons. And then the Magic have the worst record in the NBA. Do you remember when uh, everyone – because you mentioned the Timberwolves and how they're secretly exciting this year. Do you remember when everyone thought that Anthony Edwards was going to, like, leave the Timberwolves to go play football or something because he said <laughs> that, like, he, he wasn't, like – he didn't love basketball. And then they asked him what sports he played growing up, and he just listed every sport. And everyone was like, is, is Anthony Edwards going to play, like, three sports at once? Like, they thought he was just going to, like, pass up on that massive – Dude's incredible at basketball. Contract. Yeah, all right. We got to get out of here. Next week is our Super Bowl pregame show. Oh, yes. We'll talk about the big games since apparently – well, hey, we're, I mean, we're independent. I, well, I mean, we do it this through lines, but I don't know. Apparently, you're not supposed to call it the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl, everyone... Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, come and, come and find get us. Get that SEO sure. up. Exactly. Start. I'm sure the NFL uh, definitely notices us. 
But we'll talk about the Super Bowl. Anything else that comes up, because you know that we like to freelance a little bit. So we'll be we we might dive into some old some. Yeah, we never talked about Jimmy G to the Steelers. Yeah. Oh well, we can talk about that next week. Fine by me. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, uh, we're gonna freelance a little bit next week as we always do, but also talk a lot about the Super Bowl. So we will see you guys next week. Take care. Yep. Peace.